Welcome to the Kings and Queens podcast with your host, Johnny Langton. With Soviet troops approaching Bucharest in 1944, the apparent puppet king in Romania made a daring decision to defy Adolf Hitler and imprison his acolyte. After Soviet rule left Romania in decades of shadow, the king's body was returned to his country 70 years after his banishment for full state honours. This is King Michael of Romania. When Michael was born, the Kingdom of Romania was relatively new. In 1878, their independence from the Ottoman Empire was recognised. Then, the country was elevated to a kingdom and sovereign state in 1881, making way for the first king of Romania, Carol. When Carol died, he was succeeded by Ferdinand. His heir was his son, also called Carol, born in October 1893. Carol was raised by his uncle, who thought his mother's history of extramarital affairs made her unsuited to raise the future king. Carol, however, would go down the same path. He was described as hedonistic and led a life marred with controversy and scandals, chiefly regarding his love life. The Playboy Prince became a favourite of gossip columns, frequently attending parties with a drink in one hand and a woman in the other, leading his lovers pining with unrequited love. He bore at least two illegitimate children by the time he reached 19. Carol, according to a journalist, fell violently in love with Zizi Lambrino, a commoner. Carol defied his parents, smuggled her across the border to Ukraine and married her in August 1918. His parents were furious, confining him to a monastery for 75 days as punishment. His marriage was annulled as it was declared unconstitutional and Carol was even accused of treason. He was later married to Princess Helen and arranged marriage to bring Romania close to Greece. The unhappy couple produced an heir, Michael, born on the 25th of October 1921. According to author Bernd Fischer, the elegant wallflower Helen found the bohemian Carol with his love of heavy drinking and constant partying, rather too wild for her tastes. Carol found low-born women to have the qualities that he sought, such as informality, spontaneity, humour and passion. It led to an inevitable affair. This affair with Magda Lepescu led to the powerful national liberals in Romania declaring him a loose cannon and unfit for kingship. The pressure led to Carol renouncing his right to the throne on the 28th of December 1925 to make way for Michael to be first in line and heir. Carol went into exile, divorced Helen and lived with Magda. On the 20th of July 1927, King Ferdinand died, leaving Romania with a five-year-old king, Michael. When he was informed of his new title, he said, really? 
then asked for a piece of chocolate cake. He was surrounded by nurses and regents who made decisions for him, but he quickly understood the prestige of his position. He once said to his mother, Madame, I am king and I want to be obeyed. A royal spanking followed. By 1930, the exiled Prince Carol, Michael's father, had grown tired of his travelling. He returned to Bucharest and renounced his renunciation. He was welcomed back, not least by his son, King Michael. King Carol II was recognised as monarch on the 8th of June, 1930. Michael became a crown prince once more. Carol hadn't changed. He was described by British historian Richard Cavendish as dashing, willful and reckless. A lover of women, champagne and speed. Carol drove racing cars and piloted planes and on state occasions appeared in operetta uniforms with enough ribbons, chains and orders to sink a small destroyer. His narcissism had a more sinister consequence, however. Amidst the authoritarian wave across Europe, Carol sought a royal dictatorship for Romania. Historian Stanley G. Payne described Carol as the most cynical, corrupt and power-hungry monarch who ever disgraced a throne anywhere in 20th century Europe. It was a spectacular own goal. He was outmaneuvered by the Soviet Union and Germany, losing territory. He was then under huge pressure to appease the Romanian fascists, led by General Antonescu, who were outraged at his failings. It would be the beginning of the end for King Carol. Antonescu turned on the king and forced him to abdicate, ten years after his restoration as king. Antonescu, however, not about to declare a republic, replaced father with son in 1940. At 18 years old, Michael was king once more, as Europe was ravaged by the Second World War. This time he would be merely a ceremonial figure at the mercy of a brutal dictator, as Romania became a junior ally of Nazi Germany. Carol, meanwhile, in exile, set up a free Romania movement to oust Antonescu and lead to his own restoration as monarch. It failed. Michael, seldom seen in public, reluctantly met Adolf Hitler in 1941. Antonescu was complicit to the Holocaust, enforcing policies independently responsible for the deaths of as many as 400,000 people. However, as the Axis powers began to lose the war, Michael was maturing and formed a secret alliance with anti-government forces. By the summer of 1944, King Michael had emerged as a symbol of popular discontent in Romania. Amidst the chaos of war, and with the Soviets closing in on Bucharest, Michael took the almighty risk of open defiance. He ordered Antonescu to the palace and demanded his resignation, pounding the desk for emphasis. When the dictator refused, the king uttered a prearranged code. Suddenly, the three guards seized Antonescu and locked him in a vault. The Nazis responded by trying to bomb the palace and kill the traitor king who had regained his sovereignty. The Nazis gave Michael a grave warning. He was unfazed. He ordered 16 Romanian divisions to turn on the depleted Nazis. 
an action that may have shortened Romania's war by months and saved thousands of lives. Michael was now set to lead a new era of parliamentary democracy in Romania. However, a deal between Britain and the Soviets would end those hopes. In exchange for 90% of control in Greece, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill gave free reigns of the Soviets for 90% control in Romania. As a British foreign official wrote, Michael is the only person who may have been able to pull the country through the coming months and save it from anarchy or communism. The war was over and the Soviet Union now occupied Romania, but unlike Antonescu, they would not tolerate a king, not even a puppet. On the 20th of November 1947, King Michael attended the wedding of his cousin Philip to Princess Elizabeth, the soon-to-be queen, in Westminster Abbey in London. There, he ignored strong advice to seek asylum. When he returned to Bucharest, they struck. The new pro-Soviet communist leaders of Romania threatened Michael with the slaughter of a thousand royalists if he did not immediately abdicate. Apparently held at gunpoint, Michael signed the Abdication Act and left Romania. He declared the abdication illegal and continued to use his title, but he was now firmly exiled. He married Anne of Bourbon Palmer in 1948. In 1953, Michael's father, King Carol II, died. Michael hadn't seen his father since his exile in 1940, and there was no love lost for the man who had humiliated his mother countless times with open affairs. During Michael's long exile, he tried his hand at chicken farming in Hertfordshire, commercial flying in Switzerland, and stockbroking in America. But finally, on Christmas Day 1990, a year after the fall of communist rule in Romania, after 43 years, King Michael returned. He was there for just 24 hours before being marched to the airport. In 1992, the Romanian government allowed his return for Easter celebrations. Although denied a speech, he gave one anyway from his hotel, drawing one million people. Despite decades of fervent anti-royalist propaganda, King Michael's utterings of I love you warmed the hearts of the battered population. The opposition party pleaded with him to run for president. Shocked and paranoid by the old king's popularity, President Iliescu banished Michael from Romania once more. Further entries were denied in 1994 and 1995, but after Iliescu's defeat, Michael returned again in 1997. Thereafter he was welcomed, receiving many standing ovations, but he neither encouraged nor discouraged a restoration of the monarchy. Romania would remain a republic. In his 90th year in 2001, he was given a residence and gave a speech to Parliament for the first time in 60 years. In 2017, he died in Switzerland at the age of 96. His body was sent to Romania, where he was given full state honours, and buried alongside his wife, Queen Anne, at Cartier de Arges Cathedral. King Michael was the last monarch to abdicate behind the Iron Curtain. He was also the last living adult to rule a country during the Second World War. For many years, the Soviets took credit for the ousting of Antonescu and counter-attack on Hitler. 
when in reality it was the work of dissenters within Romania, spearheaded in his finest hour with extraordinary courage by King Michael. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at Kings Queens Pod and on Facebook, the Kings and Queens Podcast. As always, if you have a message to send in, you can do so by emailing to the Kings and Queens Podcast at gmail.com. Join us next week as we continue the English Kings with Henry the Third. See you next week. <laughs>